season four, we're really getting, we're really we're getting, we're getting at the hard yeah. hitting topics: <laughs> sexism, patriarchy, dick dead size. grandmas, dick size, <laughs> dead grandmas, and dick size. so long since we've recorded it's been two weeks welcome to season something season four season four yes yeah this is episode one of season four i think we forgot to i don't think we thought about it ahead of time enough to be like Mm -hmm. oh the last episode that we posted was gonna be the last episode of season three well we also kind of like did we, we kind of, like, change things up a Well, that bit one was too. always going to be the last one, but we oh, inserted right. the Barbie one, like, yeah, yeah, we, like, yeah. backed it up a little bit. I shouldn't have said inserted it. That was bad. No. Whatever. We're off to a good start. <laughs> off to a great start. This is, this is our brand. This is, we're confused. I sound like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I'm not was, in a good way. Well, kind of. I don't know. Miley Cyrus <laughs> I mean, has a hot voice. She does have a hot voice. I, you don't sound that bad to me. Like, it's, you that. know, I can hear it, but it's not that bad. It's, it, I sent Bryce, there was, like, a period of, like, it started, for some reason, I'm, like, really prone to laryngitis. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And it started with laryngitis. Like, I did, was not sick, and then I just had laryngitis when I woke no. up one day. And I was <laughs> like, what the hell? Surprise. Yeah, I work with kids. That's, like, the most I'll ever say about what I do at my job. I work yeah. with kids. Um, and kids are disgusting. They are disgusting. I also work with kids. They just, yeah. Any place where there's kids around, like, they're just really germy. They don't know. They're incredibly germy. They are truly disgusting. And they're just, like, like, there's never, like, like, to watch kids interact, you're, like, you you just, you're, like, how are you alive? How are you, how do you exist? Because adult people are keeping them alive. Yeah. But they have, like, no, like, germ protocol. They'll fucking, like, sneeze in your face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting. And I immediately... They noses on their friends and stuff. uh Uh-huh. And I, like, immediately got sick. But, anyway, I'm fine. Classic. I just sound like Miley Cyrus. I was uh, belting show tunes on the way here, so... Love that. So I'm, like, part of me is, like, I'm nice and warmed up, and the other part of me is, like... I could lose my voice halfway through this because I didn't warm up. I never warm up. I'm just like in the car. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, like what musical are you listening to? I have a playlist of just a bunch of Broadway showstopper kind of thing, like all the things. Because I grew up watching a lot of musicals, obviously, so I really like those. And then a lot of the newer ones, like the Broadway and off-Broadway stuff that I was like, so I just that's so funny. Sing those alone in the car, and I. Fantastic rendition of Good Morning Baltimore, by the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> You're the epitome of, like, the gay theater kid. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, tried, and I just couldn't do it. I It's not it's not for everyone. I think you have to be um, loud and in desperate need of attention. That's fair. I kind of desperately want people to not pay attention to Yeah. Me. Yeah. I'm, like, I, I don't think I've ever had enough attention. That's fair. Yeah. So, that's that's, that's definitely it. Yeah. But anyway. We forgot our intro. It's been we, three minutes. We did forget our intro. <laughs> Hello to the singular person listening to this podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Sarah. And 
we're socially awkward. I'm gonna go back to that one for a little bit, just because like this is the first episode. I of think this that's fine. You should have said we're not like other girls. We are not like other girls, or are we? That's I. <coughs> I think that is. I think that it's. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna talk about today. I have feel very passionately about this phrase. Yes. Um, Sarah has picked this uh, like single handedly picked out this topic and is very it, excited. I so to give you like just to give it like a brief like tone setter, right? The phrase I'm not like other girls, and we've talked about this. Yeah. It is like it is the like slogan for internalized misogyny, for like s- self doubt, self hatred. It's just it is there's nothing about it that's good. And it's sold to us like it's good, and it's not. And it, it makes me so mad, and it makes me angry and, like, sad, and it's just, like, a whole thing. Um, so, buckle up. That's that's the tone setter. Buckle up. <laughs> For this What episode. a good way to start an episode. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up, buckle up. This episode's gonna be wild. Keep your arms and legs on the ride at all times. Because it's, this is, this is, this is, that's what we're gonna talk about today. <laughs> I think it's interesting, because there's an interesting dichotomy between, like, there's definitely a lot of discourse online about, like, uh, you know, I'm not like other girls is bad and toxic to other women and yourself. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's still, and I think it's gotten better, Mm -hmm. but especially, like, so I've recently been really into this YouTube channel called The Book Leo, and she does, like, book reviews and stuff. Fun. And she did one talking about, like, sort of the 2010s like the way the evolution of the like YA genre kind of developed mm, yes there really wasn't like a big booming YA genre until kind of like the early yeah. 2000s yeah. where they started really marketing specifically to like teen girls yes and then you got like different like fads that evolved where mm-hmm. it was like you got kind of paranormal like twilight yeah. was yeah. really big and stuff like that and then you got dystopian yeah. and you have like the hunger games yeah. and divergent and she was talking about all of these and, like, the through line of all of them, which is, like, very common, is that the main character is not like other girls. Yes. And it's never explicitly stated. Yeah. But it's always, like, the, she doesn't put on makeup. She doesn't, she doesn't obsess she doesn't about boys. She in. She's, she's a little different. She's she likes quirky. to read. She's, or she's quiet. And she just doesn't get other people. And, like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely. And that is kind of where my, um... I guess, like, my beef with this phrase started is with literature, with, like, uh-huh. how it's used in literature. Because in a lot of, like, in a lot of fan fiction, too, like, and oh, especially, God. like, fan fiction written by very young authors, it is explicitly stated. You know, there, there are a lot of them where it's like, well, she just wasn't like the other girls. And he, or he never met a girl like her. That's another one. Oh, that's, that's another, yeah. That's, that's, From the perspective of the yeah, man, that's, she's not like other girls. That's the, the cousin of, there's, there's. I'm not like other girls, or she's not like other girls, and I've never met a girl like you. Or even, I've never met a woman like you. Those are all cousins. They're, they all mean the same thing. And what it started, like, my my frustration with the phrase started when I was looking at the, like, the way that it's used in literature, and the way that the literature then affects young girls. Because a lot of young girls read, a lot of people, let's just, like, a lot of people read for escapism. They read yeah. to experience something different and outside of their <coughs> lives. 
So what a lot of young girls are reading, and they're reading these like adventures, like Divergent or or Hunger Games, or they're reading romance or whatever there there is that they're reading. They're reading for like a sense of escape, and they when they encounter these protagonists or these characters who are different or other in some way, um, they and they want to relate to them because they in them they feel different and other because a lot of these girls are like they're they're still going through you know like their middle school high school and they're trying to like figure themselves out and everybody feels different and other at that age yeah um and so they're being fed this this line that oh you're different and you're special and like behaving in this way that is countercultural it makes you different and special and boys will like you for being countercultural but then when they get into the culture and they try to be different and other and countercultural, they are belittled and mocked for being countercultural, for being too weird and too different. Because the, that's, it, that's the trap. That is the lie. That, that women and girls are supposed to be this thing. But everything that is feminine is also hateful. And so you're, you're supposed to be this feminine thing, but to be feminine is to be hateful. And so then if you want to not be hateful, if you want to not be something that is so loathsome to, to the people you are trying to attract or to, to, to just anybody, if you want to not be so hideous and so feminine, derogatory, you have to then... You have to then be other. You have to be not like other girls. But to be not like other girls, you are rejecting the feminine, and that is the box that you're supposed to be in. And it is this constant cycle of you're never going to be what they want you to be because they don't want you to be at all. Yeah. And you're going to... It's just this constant rat race of hating yourself because either I... Like, do I... Do I fit the box do I fit the mold do I do I do the feminine do I do the girly things do I enjoy that and and like and be like the girls and and have girlfriends and do girl things or do I or do I reject that and do I do I step outside of that and do I do I do the the different and the other and do I not wear makeup and I don't get dresses and I'm kind of quiet and shy like and and you're told that both of those things should be in their own right desirable, but you're told that thing. And as soon as you, as soon as you indulge in the feminine, you are told that the feminine is loathsome and you should be other than. And as soon as you indulge in the other than, you are told that that is too different, too outside of the box, and you should go back to the way you were before and be feminine. And that is fed to girls in literature. That is in the that is in every book that is marketed to young girls. All of all of the all of like like just like thinking of like and I've never read Twilight, so I don't know. But like thinking of like let's just take Twilight as an example because I'm pretty sure the point is that she's like kind of quiet. She's not really popular. She's got a few friends, but she's not she's not one of the pretty popular girls. And in stories like that, there's usually at some point a look at like, oh, like there's the pretty popular girls. Aren't they nice? They're getting all the attention. All these boys like them. No boys like me. I'm not the pretty popular girl. And there's, so there is already that, that self-loathing in the character. And then when the character is, 
is not like other girls and I've never met a girl like you and you're different, you're special and is suddenly getting the attention from this, you know, from whoever the, the male lead is in the story, then suddenly the pretty popular girls don't matter. And all of the self-loathing and all of that stuff that she felt before because she wasn't getting the attention, that's gone because now she has a man paying attention to her. And it's just, it's just not good. No, it's weird. And it's, the problem is that it's not inherently bad to have characters like that because that's how people feel at that age. It's like, I don't fit in. I'm so awkward and weird and like, I feel weird in my body and like, that's normal. So it's yeah. fine to, like, write characters like that. Yeah. The problem is when either that's depicted as, like, something you should want to be mm-hmm. rather than just, like, this is a reality yeah. of, like, feeling weird and uncomfortable. And the fact that that is always, that always goes away the second a guy likes yes. them. Yes, And it's, like, that's not going to make you not feel, like, weird and uncomfortable in your body. Yeah. Or, like, even if that happens, if the lesson ends up being, like, oh... He was, like, preying on the fact that, uh, you know, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, you know, was trying, was, like, trying to build me up in a specific way, whatever. Like, it's always portrayed as, like, oh, I feel weird and uncomfortable with my body. And then this guy likes me for feeling the way that I am. Just yeah. me being me. But, like, that fixes everything. Yeah. And it's not, like, oh, you can find friends and people that will like you for you. And, yeah. Like, it's not ever that. It's always, like... A man will fix all your problems. Yeah, it's like as soon as you get the attention of a man, everything else goes away, and everything's fine now, because you have him and only him. And, like, that, you see so many of them where they fall into the trap of, like, as soon as the romance kind of kicks off, you don't hear about her best friend from fourth grade anymore. You don't ever hear her name, ever, and for the rest of the book, because she, she's got the, the guy, yeah. And, like, that's, it's so, it's so toxic. And I think it's also, so, like, in, like, looking at, like, YA fiction for young girls, like, that's kind of how that's portrayed there. But then when you grow that story up a little bit, that's when you get, like, the manic pixie dream girls and the, the enterprising hallmark bakers. Oh, That's God. where all of those things come from. Yes. Is this girl's different she's special there's something about her that's just not like all the other women all the other women are a dime a dozen but this one's different she's not and that's the thing that's the thing that's really the heart of it is that she's not different it's just that she (laughs) hates herself in a different way than every other woman you've met or maybe she doesn't. Maybe it's the same kind of hatred. <laughs> You're just, it's just... Because when you get... Like, all of those stories, especially, again... stories Pepper supports women. She does. That was a very cute little boop to the finger, too. It was a very cute boop to the finger. Yeah. I think it's funny because I feel like a really good example of this, and this is where it, like, kind of starts, is like you mentioned in fan fiction, mm-hmm. where... People, those people that are writing the fanfiction are feeling that way. Where yes. It's like, a lot of times it's teenagers that are feeling, like, weird and uncomfortable. And yeah. Like, you know. And for a lot of teenagers, kind of the thought is, like, if I could just get a boyfriend, people wouldn't think I'm a freak anymore. Because people would know that somebody likes yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because I feel like a very classic, this is such a weird example, but you know that uh, YouTube video where Drew Gooden and Danny Gonzalez read that fanfiction about them? Yes. And they describe the neighbor, and she's got, like, purple eyes and, mm-hmm. like, 
-hmm. like this curtain of long black hair and like you know like she's kind of goth and like that's you can always tell what kind of fan fiction a fan fiction is gonna be when you read it and they describe the character they have like a wacky color of eyes yeah or they mention that yeah they don't wear makeup or Or they're just just wearing some like a t-shirt and jeans or like or they have like some sort of weird like physical feature where it's supposed to be like oh, like, she's different, she's got, like, you know, a birthmark, or something like that, where it's like, ooh, and it's very othering, but it's not like, oh, I relate to this character, because I feel uncomfortable, it's like, already they're setting up that that is going to be the desirable thing about her. Yeah, they're romanticizing the things, usually, probably, about themselves, that they do not like. So, like, a a, a big one, I think, is for a lot of people because brown eyes are very, very common. And I've known a lot of people who are like, "Oh, I've got like muddy brown eyes." And it's like, no, you just ha- you have brown eyes, and brown eyes are lovely. But so many people are self conscious about their brown eyes because they're not unique. They're not other. They're very common. And so a lot of them, it'll be like, "Oh, well, I've, I'm self conscious about my brown eyes, so I'll give her like, like." Violet eyes. It's you, uh-huh. it's always violet. Or it's like her fucking like deep green orbs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, orbs. yeah, yeah. Always something that's like a striking color because my eyes aren't a striking color, so I'm gonna make them a striking color. Exactly. Or I'm self conscious about, you know, like, like whatever it is that that is like, whatever I'm self conscious about. I'm either going to like make that describe that in such a way that is now a desirable romanticized trait or I'm going to drastically change it to be something that I wish that I had. Yeah. Um, Which like in and of itself that's I think especially in the case of fan fiction where it's like it's being written by young people for other young people that like appreciate this fandom or this person or whatever. I think in that case it's less problematic because it's like that person really feels that way and this is probably a way of them processing that of like I feel you know like weird and ugly and whatever and so I'm kind of writing this character that's definitely me but I'm not gonna say it's me and I'm gonna like you know make them very desirable and sometimes that can be like a cathartic process absolutely but the problem is especially when in like mainstream publishing or mainstream media where they have these like you know dystopian books or dystopian movies or like teen movies and they do that but it's like the person that's not like that person's personal experience this has become like this giant like publicized piece of media and now you're selling that idea to people as opposed to like some person in their house that's like I feel uncomfortable in myself so I'm gonna like write a little story yeah as if you know about a character that's me that I'm not gonna say is me like learning to love that part of themselves or whatever like that's so different yeah but I feel like people see that and they're like oh this is what people want a lot of especially now a lot of published media is starting as fan fiction Mm -hmm. and it's so different when you sell it as, like, a giant, like, media conglomerate versus, like, a person in their basement writing yeah. about Harry oh, Styles. Oh, 100%. Incredibly. And it's, and it's just, the, I think the thing, the thing about it that bothers me so much, I, there's so many things I want to say about this. <laughs> I'll say this one first. The thing about me, the, the thing about it that bothers me so much is that it is, like you said, like, when, it, when it's just, like, somebody who's, like, you know, like, in their in their bedroom, kind of, like, you know, like, writing, and they've got, like, their little online community, and maybe a few of their friends are on AOE 2, or AOE, not AO3. 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 What is AOE? It's an email. No, that's, that's AOL. AOL. That's AOE! <laughs> <laughs> Area effect! It's a D&D thing. Oh, my God. Woo! 
here we go. But when, like, they've got their friends online, and they've got a little community, and they're sharing their story, and, like, and, and like, they've got people that, they like, they are connecting with specifically, and they're, like, maybe their friends are saying, like, this is so good, keep it up, or, or, like, I really like the way you describe this, or I, I really relate to this part, that's, that's, you know, thank you for writing this. I, I feel, like, seen by this, you know? Yeah. That is a very intimate experience. That's, <clears throat> a, like, that is a sharing of, exp- of, of, like, something personal. And then when you, when you blow that up and when you commercialize it, no, like, it, first of all, it loses a lot of nuance, especially when they do the book-to-movie adaptation. Book-to-movie adaptations, the reason book-to-movie adaptations are so bad all the time is because they le- they lose nuance. Yeah. Um, because it's very easy to convey nuance in words or in, you know, like in a, sto- in a, in a written story, and you can lose a lot of that on the screen for, for a number of reasons. Yeah, especially when you lose the, like, internal monologue of, like, yeah. I feel this way because, and you get the understanding of, like, you know, this person is going through, like, some sort of internal process of, like, self-hatred or, like, yeah. learning to love themselves or, like, just trying to figure out who they are, and you kind of lose that because you can't, you can't portray that in a movie. You no. just really can't. No. And so you lose the, like, context behind why they feel the way they feel and then why it changes in whatever situation they're in. You lose that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, she got a boyfriend and now she doesn't have any problems with herself anymore. Yeah. And the other problem that you get with it is that a lot of the time, you know, either either when it blows up because it becomes this big media thing, it's either people emulating the stories that they see. Like if if a if a, a preteen girl is sharing a story of her her experience, that's a child, and she has child thoughts and a child understanding of the world, and. Like, for, for a preteen to think, oh, if only I get a boyfriend, everything's going to be okay, that's not, that's not, like, uh, that's, that's not a problem, that's not, how am I, I'm trying to think of how to say this, you don't villainize the 13-year-old girl for thinking, if I could just get a boyfriend, everything will be okay, because... She, if she feels like she feels different, she feels like a freak, people are, you know, like maybe people are making fun of her, she's getting bullied, and one of the status symbols, one of the cultural things that she could have that would mitigate a lot of those experiences would be having a boyfriend. So, like, yeah. for, for the 13-year-old to say, if I just get a boyfriend, everything will be okay, that, that is a different, that's a much different thing than an adult, a fully grown adult, or a team of adults, a corporate group of adults, yeah. emulating the story this 13-year-old girl has about herself, and then blasting it out for millions of people to see. Because for an adult with adult thoughts and adult understanding to say, if only this girl gets a boyfriend, everything will be okay. That's a much different message. Yes. That's a very different message because adults understand that that's not true, or they should. Adults should understand that women, that their problems don't go away when they get boyfriends. Usually they get more problems. Yes. Typically. Yes. And Nothing gets better when a man gets involved. No. <laughs> no. Your life expectancy goes down. It's terrible. Um, it's, so for for, like... For for it to be like, okay, yeah, so like this is the kind of story that young girls are writing and sharing with each other online. 
So this is the story we're going to emulate. It is a, it is, it tells a very different story. It sends a very different message for a group of, of corporate people to say, we have poured millions of dollars into making the story to tell you everything will be okay if you get a boyfriend. That's very different than just a one girl in her bedroom alone feeling like, I just think I'd feel better if I had a boyfriend. Yeah. That's a much different thing. It's so different. Um, oh, circling back, this is the other thing I wanted to say. I've got so much to say. I've said that several times now. But the other thing I wanted to say about this is, like, you were talking about you can always tell what sort of story it is and what kind of sort of story it's going to be based on, like, the way that they describe the character when when she shows up. You know, yeah, when she, the, like, introductory description. Yeah, when she shows up on screen, so to speak, and, you know, what 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 features do they choose to, to focus on or what what is she wearing and what kind of vibe is it? And I've always said, like, I've always, like, understood and recognized that, like, it's a, it's a fascinating thing to look at, like, how does the author describe their characters? How does the author describe their, their, their heroes? How does the author describe their villains? How does the author describe their secondary characters? Because all of those things are going to tell you what that author finds attractive. Yeah. And it's so true. It's, and it's true in all, it's all, it's true in all literature, but it's especially true in fan fiction and especially in fan fiction written by young authors oh yeah and it's a very interesting thing that's just kind of a secondary little fun fact it is very interesting <laughs> i feel like yeah it's funny because you can always tell like first of all men in like romantic literature especially they're always so buff yeah. and it's like that is not what most men look like no and for i don't i don't now i'm gay so I feel like contextually, my opinion doesn't matter that much. I mean, I don't understand the like glorification of like buff men because like I sexuality is very nuanced and strange. Sometimes I'm attracted to like male looking people. Sure. Um, but like they, I've never thought that that was super attractive. Like, not that I'm like, ew, that's gross. But it's but not- like that's not what most men look like. Yeah. And yeah, no, I agree. I'm. It's not my cup of tea. The like ultra muscular. It's not my cup of tea. It's fine if that's what you want to look like. Yeah, but it's not for me. And I understand why people would appreciate that, but it's so weird to me that that's like, like across the board, almost always they're like very cut, and it's like, that's such a weird thing to like. I don't know. It's, like, yeah. so weird that it's, like, this is what people are going to find attractive. And it, I mean, the people do the same thing with women, where it's, like, yeah. there's always some sort of very idealized, like, huge titties, flat stomach, yeah. huge ass, like, figures that do yeah. not exist. No. It's hard to, you know, look like that. But it's, like, that's such a, it's always such a random, yeah. arbitrary things that people will pick on to be, I like, mean, that's hot. And everyone else is, like, yeah. It's, like, sure. But people don't. But people don't look like that. And people don't really feel that way. Like, no. most of the people I know in real life do not sit there and be like, wow, I love it when men are, like, super muscular and cut. Like, yeah. across the board, like, men, women, I don't know anyone that really is, like, that's their ideal yeah. body type. And so it's weird that that's, like, sold to us as, like, that's the ideal body type. And it's like, who's who's? I don't know any real people that feel that way. Yeah, but it's always the like, And that's kind of, that's the issue. It's like so much, anything that you look at in media and you're like, that's not realistic. Nine times out of ten, the reason that it's not realistic is because we've been sold (coughs) an idea that doesn't exist. 
And so, like, yeah, like, all of the all of the guys in, in the romance books being, like, super jacked and, like, really, like, ripped and everything, it's like, yeah, like, sure, that's fine, but it's not most people's ideal. But the reason that they're selling it as most people's ideal is because it's been sold to them as most people's ideal. Because they're looking at it and they're thinking, okay, what is going to make my story the most relatable to the most people? It has to be that they, you know, they have to be, like, universally, like like just objectively attractive people what's objectively attractive well it's this idea that has been sold to us by patriarchy by men like no no woman's idea of a perfect man is the like super jacked cut guy that's a man's ideal yeah because like that's that's an ideal created by men for men that they then impose on women and then and then and then in the same breath also impose on themselves, on other men. And so nobody's happy. <laughs> That's the same thing with, like, dick size. Oh. Where it's like, there's this always this idea that people want, like, huge dicks. And once again, not into dicks. Nope. So I'm not a good reference point for this. But, like, almost all of the people that I've met that are into dicks don't really care. Because it does, first of all, it does, doesn't really matter. Second of all, it if you have a vagina... You can only fit so much in yeah. there. And they're not that long. No. So it's like, there's really a very, maybe like three I, to four inches is like the max. I've got, I've got four, may, like, yeah, I've got maybe four inches of space before it starts to hurt. Yeah, it gets uncomfortable. I, and like, that goes for every hole. Like, yeah. there's only so much, that, like, my mouth isn't that deep. No. It's just not. It's so, it's so weird because it's like, I've never met a person that was like into dick that was like really wanted someone to have like a huge dick but for some reason they always sell this idea that they want that like that's what women want is like men with a huge dick and it's like not really no because you can't do anything with most of it there's like oh the only people that i have heard of that that actually do like like huge dick is like like sex workers like people for whom it's kind of like well if it's not sensational it's kind of like it doesn't do much for me anymore because this is this i do this all the time yeah and it's you know it's similar to like you know like in your normal like in in just like any individual sex life eventually things get boring you want to kind of spice things up you want to try something new yeah and if if sex is your job then you're like yeah i want something more sensational i want a little bit something more interesting and those are the only people like people on tiktok like like Porn stars on TikTok, those are the only people I've ever heard say that, like, yeah, it can be kind of fun to have, like, just a massive dick. Yeah. But that's, those are the only people. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, obviously there are people that exist that are, like, size queens or whatever. Yeah. Like, sure, people are into that. Don't go for it. That is not the mainstream opinion at all. No. And not, like, the average representation of, like, a body with a penis. Like, yeah. that's also not typical no. at all. Like, that's very out of the norm. Yeah. But yeah, like, porn stars, obviously that's what they're gonna, like, choose. People with, like, giant dicks. Yeah, of course. Because it's like, oh, that's what people want, right? The only people I've ever heard, like, bring that up to be like, oh, how big was it? Is men. Yeah. When they think, like, when they try to, like, brag about how big they are. It's yeah. like, who cares? Nobody cares. The only people who bring it up, really, are men and people who've never had sex before. Yes. 
That's it. And that's not a disparaging thing. Like, I don't mean that in, like, a, like, oh, stupid virgin. Like, no, of course not. Your experience is what you've been told by the media. Yeah, you've been told that this is what you should want, and you don't have any experience to say otherwise. And so, yeah. Um, And, like, that's, that's one of those funny things, too, is that, like, anytime, like... Anytime there's, like, one person who's, like, not experienced, and then they're trying to, like, like other more experienced people in the room are trying to give them <coughs> advice that is, like, counter... Sort of countercultural advice. Yeah. Like, the real advice. The, like, no, 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 that's not really what you want. Or, like, hey, make sure you put down a towel. They're, like, but that's not what's in the movies. Or that's not what's in the books. That I-. And it's, like, that's, that's not... That doesn't feel... Romantic. That doesn't feel sexy. A towel. Ew. Like that doesn't. That's yeah. not cool. But it's like sleeping in the wet spot. Also, sleeping isn't cool. in the wet spot is not cool. <laughs> like sex nobody is, is likes. Just it. kind of gross. It like, is kind there of. There are gross parts. There's about a lot it. of that's fluids. Just, yeah, that's just part of it. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be. It's the same thing as like Christian kids, where it's like you don't know and people don't talk about sex. You're not supposed to. Yeah. And so you have this idea of like. You know, well, now you're married and you can have sex now and it's okay. And it's going to be, like, this beautiful, magical thing. And it's like, no, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of awkward. And that's, yeah, that's a whole other topic I feel like we get really into. Because, like, people will say, like, oh, it's this beautiful, magical thing. And it can be. It absolutely can be. It's lovely. But only if you're prepared. Yeah, only if you know what's happening <laughs> and, like, what prepared. to do and what you like. Which well, you, you're yes. not supposed to know that. No, so it's you're like, not supposed to know. And so, yeah, it's like, I mean, like... I don't think I I'm saying I'm gonna say this in the most loving and like supportive way possible. I wouldn't describe my sex with my husband as beautiful for like several months. I think that's and I think that's and cheesy it, like, to like yeah. expect that. And it's like not to say that, that it wasn't fun, not to say that it wasn't good, you know, like none of that. Like it was it was we were figuring things out and it was lovely and you know, it was great. But the, 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 like, the, like, intimate, connecting, beautiful, like, none of that, you don't get to do that when you're worried about, like, what do I do now? Yeah. What is it? And, like, why does that feel weird? And I, okay, maybe not, let's try something else. Yeah. yeah it's just, you're... And it doesn't have to be like that every time anyway. Like, no, not at you all. You can have sex that's not, like, this beautiful, connecting moment where it's, yes. like, we're just horny. Or, like, yeah, we're gonna please. try this thing out, we're gonna have fun, or, like, yeah. whatever. It doesn't have to be please that at all. Please ma- make it different every time. Yeah, it's, like, it's... It can be you're whatever gonna you have to more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so there's... All, there's just all these things. There's so many things that are just they're 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 fed they're fed to to the culture as a whole as a like this is the ideal this is what you should this is what you should want this is what is acceptable and this is what other people want for you yes and if you don't have this people are going to like be in your business that's another ridiculous trope that i hate is the like the classic like where it's especially like in like Hallmarky kind of romance movies where at the beginning of the movie she's with some guy who you know she's not going to stay with because he's there at the beginning of the movie and so it's like oh she's not going to stay and with for some guy. reason it's like the guy is which I think is funny because it's like this is true mm-hmm. this is like inherently true that if your boyfriend is like the epitome of like busy business dad where it's like I'm too busy to pay attention to my kids I'm too busy to pay attention to yeah, my girlfriend uh, brain check baby I'm sorry I know it's our anniversary but I'll be there next time yeah, yeah like that is bad that is bad that is neglect <coughs> 
But also, like, that's so... Such a weird stereotype of, like, all to, all the times that you have a boyfriend that's bad that you should break up with, it's because he's, like, busy businessman. Yeah. And not because he has any sort of, like, other bad traits, not because you just don't get along. Yeah. None of those reasons. He's always that. And it's, like, yeah. such a boiled-down version of, like, the only times that men are bad is because they're too busy for you. Yeah. And it's, like... Men are bad so often. Oh, they're so... And it's not... Usually not that. No. Typically, it's because they're too in your space. And too attentive. Uh Uh-huh. That's, like... That's more common. But, like, they would never sell that in a Hallmark movie. Because the demographic is, like, middle-aged to elderly women who are feeling, like, you know, oftentimes neglected neglected in their marriage. So it's, like, we're not going to portray someone who's, like, too attentive as, like, bad, because mm-hmm. that's, like, probably what you kind of want, but also not really, but, like, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And it's always, like, there's always, like, if there's a guy at the beginning, there's always the best friend who she goes to coffee with, and they say, girl, why are you still with him? It's, you like, for some reason, it's always, like, a sassy black lady. I don't know why. Because it's Hallmark, and they can't have it be the sassy gay best friend. They can't have it be the sassy gay best friend, and they're also not going to cast black people in the main role. No, of course not. No, of course not. There's, like, two Hallmark movies with, like, black main characters. Good for them. Um, it's just... But, yeah, it's always, like, the this, like, this sassy friend who's like, leave him, he's no good for you, and, and like, and, and just, like, always, like, disparaging this relationship, which is, like... It... I had, I had, like, a specific point, and I kind of forgot about it, but it's, like, it's, there's always somebody who's saying, like, no, 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 that's not what, and is selling this idea that, like, whatever it is that you have that you chose for yourself, the rest of us don't want that for you, and it's because we love you, but we don't want that for you, and it's sold as this idea of, the, like, no, 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 we're just looking out for you, and absolutely, people look out for their friends, and, like, if somebody's dating somebody who's, like, toxic or abusive, Gross, like, yeah, yeah look out for your friends, tell them, to, like, tell them to leave, but it's typically, the the number of times I've seen one where it's like, there's technically nothing really wrong with this relationship, it's just not the relationship that they want to sell you. Yeah. And their, their, their friends are like, he's boring. That's another one. It's like, oh, he's too boring for you. He doesn't do anything. You're not really happy. Because yeah. you're adventuresome. There are boring and adventuresome couples all the time. Yes. That is, like, what is meant by opposites attract. Yeah. The homebody and the travel agent are going to... They're going to get together, and the travel person is going to realize, oh, it's not so bad being at home on, with a blanket on the couch and just, like, chilling. And the the homebody is going to be like, yeah, we can go traveling occasionally. Yeah. And that's called balance and that's what that's for that's what having another person in your life is for yeah (laughs) but they're gonna be so oh it's he's too boring for you it's like there's nothing wrong with this relationship but that's not what we want for you yeah because that's not that's not the perfect relationship and it's it's oh he's too boring or he's too snooty that's another one that they sell it's like that's one of my favorites is when he's too rich and snooty for you because it's an un- it's unachievable for men to be rich, so we don't want you to want somebody rich. Yeah, I'm sorry. Someone, if someone is rich, you can do whatever the fuck they want. Truly, please. I don't mean that. <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, I, on some level, I kind of mean it. Like, yeah, it's like you, I don't really mean that, obviously. But also, but like, if I got a sugar daddy, 
I would suddenly be attracted to men. Yes. Like, I yes, I have I've said my entire life I'm like I was <coughs> I was born to be a trophy wife. I was born for it. I was really made were. for it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was made for it. Yeah. I'd be so good at it. But I'm not, and so I just have to live with that. Daniel better get it together. Yeah. Daniel, Someday. you need to fall into a sudden fortune. Yes. Have another grandparent die. Does he have any left? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He makes those jokes all the time. I'm not mean. Yeah, I, I would not. <laughs> I would not have asked that if I knew it was like a sensitive topic. He, he literally came home the other day talking about how he was making dead grandma jokes at work. And they were like, whoa, man. And he was like, it's cool. She died just a few years ago. It's cool. She wasn't a good person. Yeah, she was kind of a bitch. She sucked. She also had a like, nice collection of racist dolls. Yeah, she was a raging cunt. Um, I love it. She just called... Daniel's dead grandma, raging gun. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! Um, Season four, we're really getting, we're really we're getting, we're getting at the hard yeah. hitting topics: <laughs> sexism, patriarchy, dick dead size. grandmas, <laughs> dick size, <laughs> dead grandmas and dick size. Oh, that's the that, that's the title. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Woo! It's funny because I'm sitting here right now, and we're like, yeah. you know, and we're recording, and we're gonna record another episode after this. Yeah. And then I, at some point, I know Sarah's going home because she's gonna die her dog. I am. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, what am I gonna do this afternoon? Like, I'm just, you know, thinking, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try to get some writing done. It's fun. And then I was like, I should take a caffeine pill to like really zone myself in. This should is, you? This, no. <laughs> but this is the way that I like self-medicate my ADHD because oh, I. No. Lost all my well, I didn't lose. Somebody in my family, I won't place blame. <laughs> lost all of the documentation of my ADHD diagnosis. Probably the other ADHD person in the family. Yes, and I can't get medication for it without going back through the diagnostic process, which costs thousands of dollars yeah. because our medical system is broken. It's broken, and I'm not gonna pay thousands of dollars to get a diagnosis that I already have. Yeah. So if I, like, really need to focus on something and really feel like I can't, I just take a caffeine pill because I can't tolerate coffee. Um, so I was like, maybe I'll do that. And I was like, well, I could take one before we record the next episode. And it'll really have kicked in by the time we're done. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, and the next episode's going to be unlistenable. Yeah. <laughs> because You're going to be, like, 90 miles an hour. Yeah, it, like, it's funny because the way that, like, Adderall or Vyvanse or, like, whatever other ADHD medication you take works is it's a stimulant medication. Mm-hmm. But it, like, is specifically targeted so that it kind of, like, dials up your focus and kind yeah. of dials down everything else. Yeah. Caffeine just dials everything up really high. Yeah. So I can focus, like, I can hyper-focus very easily. Mm-hmm. As long as I, like, start a task, I will finish that task. Yeah. But also, I talk a hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Sarah can attest. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm, like, very energized. Like, everything is... Because it's not just, like, oh, a little bit, like a cup of coffee. It's, like, no. 200 milligrams of caffeine. Like, a, an entire energy drink in, like, one sip. Yeah. So it, like, dials everything up really high. Yeah. And I don't like to do it very often because it makes me feel jittery. Yeah. But well, it's, like, I if mean, I... Yeah, yeah. If I ever feel like I'm, like, I have to get this done... And I just cannot get my brain to focus. Like, it's kind of my backup plan. 
and I've been having really bad issues with like focusing the last couple of days. And I was sitting there and I was like, can you imagine the episode that we record? <laughs> if I just went and took a caffeine pill before we recorded the next episode. We should sometime, this is a terrible idea, but sometime we should like meet quite early in the morning to like better our chance of self surviving the day. Both of us take a caffeine pill. And then just see what happens. Oh my god. I'm still not unconvinced that I'm not going to take one as soon as we finish this episode. <laughs> because I do really need to focus and it usually takes yeah. a little while for it to like really... For sure. Yeah. yeah. One time I uh, went to Starbucks and they had, they had some drink. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a... It was like a... They, it was like, it looked like a tea, but they were like, no, no, it's not tea. It's actually a green coffee. And the way we make green coffee oh is by using the beans when they're not mature. So it's like those teas from Panera Bread that have like eight thousand milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so it was like, like, cause I was going through the wine and I'm at the thing and I was like, what is this new thing that you have on the menu? And the guy's explaining, he's like, oh, it's made with the beans while they're still green. So they're not mature beans. So they have more concentrated caffeine, kind of like how a baby snake is more venomous. It's that, but with coffee. <laughs> that was the least relatable metaphor I've I know, ever heard. I know, I know. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So these, it's these beans, but they're like really concentrated coffee. And so we make the coffee with these like immature beans and so it's like supercharged and I was like well it sounds delicious I'll try one oh no um but I am um I'm a sipper I like if I have if I have something in my hands if I have a drink in my hands and it has a straw I'll just kind of I'll just kind of sip yeah constantly forever like no no breaks until it's gone yeah um and so I ordered a venti oh my god green Sarah. coffee because i was like i want thirsty it's like it was like a summer it was summer i was like i'm thirsty i want a, like a big drink because i was planning to try and make it last all afternoon of course that did not happen of course not um the starbucks is like caddy corner to my work so it's like the starbucks is on this corner yeah and then like the the work so you have to like go through a light but like you just it's like right there yeah it's like not even five minutes in the car. And I finished the venti green supercharged caffeine coffee. Oh my god. As I was like walking in the door, I was like it was like down to like the last where it's like mostly ice. It was like down and I was like kinda like still sipping on it as I'm walking in the door. Uh -huh. And we had a new staff member who was starting that day. Oh boy. And um he I was like, Hi, and I was like, Oh, you're new and started talking to him, and it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Was like, this is great. Like, oh, and where are you from? Like, oh, that's so awesome. And you speak another language? Can you can you say something in the language? It was like it was like non-stop verbal vomit at this new person. Um, and uh, he didn't hate me after that, so that was nice. That's good. We we could be we were friends after that. That's like, good. But yeah, I know I know the I know the ninety mile an hour. Uh, it's, yeah. it's rough. It's a lot. So sometime, yeah, sometime we'll record an episode where we're just both on caffeine. That's a good idea. It's, it's not. Horrible idea. No. <laughs> awful idea. It's not horrible idea. Doesn't mean we're not gonna do it. They're like, what? No, yeah. Doesn't mean it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, it means we're absolutely gonna do it, just we have to figure out when. Yeah. I feel like we do have to do it early in the morning, though, so that oh we, we, both of us, like, stand a chance of falling asleep. I'm so not a morning person once. I know. Once I'm, uh, I was hanging out with a friend that we both mutually, well, I'm not friends with him anymore, but a friend that we both mutually have. And, um, 
it was like really early in the morning. Yeah. And his friend is like one of those people that's like annoying in the mornings where it's mm, like I'm so happy, the world is oh. so bright, and you're like, shut the fuck you up. Just just go go away. And we were hanging out like early in the morning one time. I don't know why it was early in the morning. I don't I don't know why I would probably, have Probably, they suggested it, probably. I'm sure that. they did, because I wouldn't have it. Yeah. It was, like, 7 in It was, the like, let's hang out, and they're, like, do you want to get coffee? At? Like, yeah. Like, it was, like, like, spring break, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so we were hanging out early in the morning, and I was, like, silent. Which is, doesn't happen often. <laughs> um, and they thought it was very funny. And I was, like, I will kill you. <laughs> And I like to think that that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> it wasn't at all. We were friends for way too long after that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, no, what I'm the, not. Does that person listen to this podcast? I am having a hard time remembering which person you are talking about. Um, and I'll ask you later. And Oh, for sure no. Okay, For good. sure no. Um, at least I don't think so. Um... Yeah, I don't I think, doubt it. I don't think that person... I think that person is, like, barely aware of the podcast. Uh, you could have stopped it barely aware. I, uh, I really yeah. hope they don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. No, I'm just, like, roasting them openly. I didn't say your name. Nope. So it doesn't count. Doesn't Nobody count. knows who you are. Not a roast if you don't know I guarantee you that when we post this episode, multiple people are going to text me and be like, were you talking about... And then have, like, some sort of guess as to who I was yeah. talking about. I, I feel, this is something that I've noticed about myself, is I, so I am, one of my beige flags, I think, is that I can get along with just about anybody at any point in my life forever. Yes. Um, beige on the verge of being red. Yeah. Depends on the person. It's like yellow. <laughs> um, it's a yellow flag. It's like a yellow flag. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm, I just like, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very friendly, I'm very tolerant and I have I have described it in the past as I have like absolutely no patience for things like zero patience for things but endless patience for people um which some people say is a good thing and I guess in some cases it is but for for situations like this it always like takes me a second to remember who we're shit talking because because everybody else has stronger opinions about that person's like negative traits than I have and so other people are like god isn't it just the worst when this person does this and I'm like who right yeah they do that and it yes it is the worst yeah it's not like Sarah's <laughs> unaware it's yeah, just it's like just she's that just I'm, like I just ignore it yeah I just have a much higher tolerance for bullshit I guess which is probably says something about me. That's probably a I need to like stop being such a people pleaser. Probably. Yeah. I need you to know that Blake mm-hmm. just texted me and I opened my phone because I was like, somebody just like blew me up with text messages. Oh my goodness. And I was like, is something interesting happening? Oh. Oh, it's the food. Scare me to death. Where's the other one? Here we go. There it is. And my cat's like fucking sprinting. I, I love, mean, that's not your food. I love Bean when he kind of trots, because he's so, like, live. He is so live. It's really funny. No, Bean... Not Bean, Blake. I call Blake Bean often. Yeah. <laughs> Blake just texted me, and on Monday, me and Sarah and Blake are hanging out, and yes. we're gonna turn this, like, ceramic, like, white people, like, decorative house into a haunted house. Yeah. It's like, like a Halloween it's like a It's like a candle holder. It's one of those, like, 
house candle holders. Yeah, where yeah, you put yeah. it inside and that shines through the windows and we're gonna make it spooky. Yes, and Blake was suggested to me the other day, he was like, oh, it'd be fun because we were like, oh, let's do tissue paper windows. Yeah. And then there's like lights inside and it yeah. kind of like glows. And he was like, oh, we should put little like silhouettes behind the tissue paper so that there's like people in the windows. Wouldn't that be fun? But then he just texted me and said, can we put this in one of the windows? And it's just a silhouette of a person sitting on a toilet. And then he just said, a spooky dookie. Mm. <laughs> I'm just gonna thumbs down the message. <laughs> I <coughs> there is <coughs> I consider this a talent. Blake has the the true talent. Like there's only so many people in the world who can pull a sigh like that from me. Blake <laughs> just, like, is like like my whole like, soul a just <laughs> Blake is, like, a special mastery of bullshit to, like, a ridiculous level. It's so funny. The other day, we went to the mall with my mom, which Blake is, like, an adopted sibling in my family. My parents love Blake. I think it's It's so so funny. Uh, My grandma thinks he's my boyfriend, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, that's not the vibe. No, that's not the vibe. But go off. Like, I guess that's better than, like... Her being like, when are you going to get a boyfriend? Yeah, they don't really do that. She does talk That's about great-grandchildren a lot. And I'm like, you are talking to the wrong person. You, yeah. You've got so many other grandchildren. Talk to one of them. Talk to the person that wants kids and is not gay. Yeah. Like, not that I couldn't. Obviously, you can still yeah, have you kids can have them if you want. But, but not like, on accident. No. And I think maybe that's what they think is going to happen. Is that, like, maybe it'll happen on accident. And I'm like, it won't. They that's so funny. Well, my, okay, I've had so many people Do tell me that. Do they want you to have a child on accident? I think it's one of those things where I've had multiple people tell me this, where I'm like, I don't want kids. And and multiple people's response, of course, it's always like, well, you'll change your mind. And I'm like, I'm fucking like 27. I'm, I'm really not, not. going to change my mind. I'm a full adult with a full <laughs> brain. Yeah. I'm like past the point where if I was going to have baby fever, I would have had it already. Yeah. I don't like kids. Just, like, I don't, yeah. I just don't, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. I don't, like, hate kids. Sure. But, like, I don't want them. But, like, it, yeah, if you're not, and if you, like, I, I think it, people ask, like, it's like, oh, you're gonna change your mind. It's like, I would much rather regret, like, not bringing somebody into the world and potentially traumatizing them than, than like, than have them and be like, having I don't them want when you. I didn't want them and definitely traumatizing them. Yeah. But so anyway, I, people responses often. Well, sometimes it happens on accident, which is so funny to me. Where it's like, well, you never know what's gonna happen, and I'm like, okay, well, what? for reasons that you don't understand, it won't happen on accident. It won't happen on accident because I'm not into the body parts that could make that happen on accident. What a bizarre thing to say. That's multiple people have said that to me. That sounds like a threat. It's weird. It's like this whole thing of like, well, what like, what if it happens on accident? And I'm like, well, it won't. Okay, so this is so this is something interesting because like my mom says the same thing to me, but like uh, for me, it's a much there's a much higher degree of like how like threat that it could happen on accident. Your but mom says that to you. She says that to me because like so okay so one time oh my god I was having this conversation with my mom and I was talking about. I just mentioned something about getting a new, like, getting my prescription refilled for my anxiety. And she was like, do you know if that, if that medication is safe to take while pregnant? And I was like, no, I don't. Probably. But, like, 
I guess that's something I'll find out when the time comes. And she was like, well, you probably need to find that out now because things can happen, Sarah. And I was like, sure. Yeah, but it's like, even if it did, even if you, like, accidentally got pregnant, there's always a period of time where you're pregnant and don't know unless you're very intentionally trying to, like, planning on getting pregnant and, like, you know, counting (laughs) the days and everything. And it just, like, cracked me up because I was like, there are a number of things I can say. I'm not going to say any of them. But I was like, I'm just going to let this conversation drop. But, like, in my head, I'm like, one, I'm on birth control, which is not something you should take while you're pregnant. But a lot of people, like, like you said, you don't know. And if you're taking birth control, you're not expecting it. So you're going to continue to take it until you figure it out, which that's not, that's not good for you. But whatever, it happens. Lots of people have done that. Yeah, lots of people have done that. And it happens. And it's like, so, like, yeah, that's, that's number one. Number two, nobody's more aware of the threat of getting pregnant than a person than a person who still has a uterus. Yeah, than a mother. Who you don't have one who of those can anymore. Can and doesn't want to right yeah. now. Yeah. And number three, and this is the thing that I really wanted to say but didn't. I was like, I know exactly what you're about to say. <laughs> I was like, but the it has to go inside for that to happen. And we like finger painting. <laughs> yep. So. Oh my God. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time yes. that I almost got a black eye? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> this it just throws me back to the time. <laughs> I have a friend who is like very, very sweet and innocent. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like a negative way no. at all. We are just two very different people. Yeah. And most of the time it's fine and we kinda like meet each other in the middle. Yeah. But there's sometimes where I'm, like, painfully aware of, like, how, like, how, like, out of her league in terms of, like, appropriateness I am. Yeah. And she, like, I don't think is fully aware of that fact. Yeah. And, um, she made some sort of comment where she was, like, talking about a situation. And I'm not gonna say what it was for, like, her own privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was talking about a situation. And it, like, it could, it kind of implied that she was talking about, like, sexually based content. Right. And she wasn't, but, like, me and the other person in the room thought that she was. Yeah. It was, like, Because she had no idea how she sounded. Yeah, she didn't, she was, like, just didn't think about that at all and did not realize that it kind of sounded like she was implying some sort of, like, sexual activity. And so me and the other person were both, like, is she, like, we were surprised that she was talking about that. Yeah, we're, like, oh. And she was, like, oh, my God, no, 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 I would never tell you about that. And I'm, like, the way that you were, like, (laughs) so scandalized by the idea of implying that you engaged in, like, sexual behaviors. <laughs> and you were like, I would never tell you about that. That's too much information. And the way that I, myself, and other people in my life have told me the most, like, nasty oh, yeah. information. <laughs> Absolutely <unregular>. sick. regular. <laughs> I think it's healthy. It's healthy to talk about. It's a good thing to talk about. Everyone loves to talk about a good facial now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not on the internet, but like, eh. We were literally just talking before this started about how I looked at our statistics last time I logged into the, like, platform that we yeah. used to post the podcast, and 20 people, we had, like, an average of 20 people listening yeah. per episode, and I was like, we don't have 20 friends. No, so we don't know who you are. So but there's, like, like, some strangers listening to I know. Listening to this. Which is wild. You know, so that's the thing, and, like, maybe this is another thing that probably shouldn't be, but it is. I don't, 
care. Like, there are a lot of things that I'll, like, I'm like, I will share this with anybody. I think it's hilarious. I don't give a fuck. This is not a boundary for me, the way that it is for other people. Um, Sexual content is one of those things. I will share that with anybody who will listen. Anybody who I, like, who I look at and I'm like, I think you'll find this funny. I don't think you're going to be offended by this. I'm going to share that. Yeah, as long as it's, like, a safe person where I'm like, oh, they're not going to, like, use this in the wrong way or whatever. Yeah, like, that's just not a boundary for me. There are other things that are, that are, like, that people find super weird and they're like, why is that, why is that a wall for you? I'm like, I don't know. Everyone's got their (laughs) Trauma, probably. But, like. But sexual content, especially, like, my own personal sexual experiences, are not a wall that I am, like, well, like I'm, like, does anybody want to hear about it? I'll yeah, talk about it. Um, so it doesn't necessarily, I'm, like, yeah, strangers on the internet, that's probably fine. Yeah, yeah, they don't know me, and even if they did, oh well. Um, yeah. It's, like, I think this is weird, because I, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, and I'm not saying that it's not okay that other people don't want this, because yeah. I understand why it's bad. Yeah. I, personally, and I have... A friend that we've discussed this many times because, uh, like, you have to be careful with like nude images of yourself that you send to people. Certainly, and like where you keep, you know, like you don't want someone to accidentally see them, whatever. Yeah, I have no fear of revenge porn. Like, if someone like leaked nudes, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's just my naked body. Like, like all right. Yeah, I would prefer like people at my work didn't like see that. Yeah, but like. But like, Everybody is naked under their clothes. Yeah. Like, it's not that scandalous. Yeah. And I obviously understand why, you know, like, people want to have control over that, and you should never take that away from someone. Yeah, 100%. But, like, if it did happen to me, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is not gonna ruin me. No. It's like, because, like, yeah, it would be a little weird for, like, you know, for, like, family or someone like that saw it, but at the same time, it's like, again, everyone's naked under their clothes. Yeah. Everyone has seen a naked body before. Yeah. And it's not, like, that scandalous or weird or whatever. No. And also, like, that's one of those things, and you can, like, this is, this is a whole other thing, is when, when that happens, when that's leaked, and then, like, that person gets in trouble at their work, it's like, like, I didn't do that. Somebody did that to me. Yeah. How, like, why am I getting in trouble for somebody else? targeting me. Like, that's not yeah, cool it's at like, all. I get that that's probably weird for you it's, to have, like, see me like, naked, but, like, that, but, like, do you not think, like, I didn't send you I my didn't, nudes. I yeah. didn't consent to you seeing me naked. No. Somebody else did that to me. Yeah. And, that's, like, the fact that in my private life that those images exist yeah. is not something I should be punished for because I'm allowed to do whatever I want at home. Yeah. So, like, if I sent somebody a nude, like, that's not you can't punish me. Or for that. like if they uh, like if they print them or something like that like if it's if, if they suddenly like are public somehow it's like that's not I should not be in trouble for like public indecency or like yeah I you know, like do sharing that. A, like distribute distribution of whatever I'm that's not me yeah. I did that privately at home somebody else used that against me like that's not cool exactly now if you're a minor I hope there's no minors listening to this podcast. It is illegal if you're a minor. Don't it do that. It is illegal. Yes, please don't. It is distribution of yeah, child I, pornography. Yeah. Even if it's like your partner. Yeah. Don't do that. You. It, it doesn't matter if you're if the minor is the one distributing it. It is. It is. Still, I, I am not yeah. a minor. I'm an entire. No, we are. We are so it's fine. People, just give it a couple years. Like go nuts after you're 18. Exactly. <laughs> this is like a weird PSA to like children. I hope there's no children. I hope this so. We are. I would. 
but also like this is the kind of podcast I would have listened to in high school. Like, yeah, and it would have been like a like, dirty secret. On the but, one like, hand, we're not especially child friendly, but on the other hand, I don't think that we say or do anything on this podcast that would be harmful for a child. No, I think people don't give, especially like teens, teen oh, enough credit yeah. for how much they know, how much they're aware of. And how, yeah. And, like, I don't think, I mean, we talk about, like, things like sex in a very positive way. I don't yes. think that's bad. Yeah. No, I think this is a very generally positive podcast. Yeah. It's just that it's... I would never recommend it to a language, child. language, but, like, but, like, language isn't going to hurt you. You're not going to melt. No. People are way too afraid of bad words. That's so true. Anyway, this, this episode really this went was, off the rails. It went, it went places. And I have not taken the caffeine pill yet. <laughs> just you wait. All right, well, thanks, and we're sorry.